What's up, Level Up Squad? And I want to wish a special happy birthday to the PlayStation 2. You are 20 years old today. And in honor of that, I will be giving off my 20 favorite PS2 games. But before we do that, I want to give a shout out to my boy Big Fry and Abel Green for their podcast, Kill Feed. I'm enjoying it. If you guys listen to my podcast and you guys are listening to this episode, keep it up. You guys are doing fantastic, and I'm enjoying every episode you guys are putting out. So with that being said, a little little bit of info, a little bit of insight on the PlayStation 2 if you guys never played it growing up. So, Sony ushered in a new era of gaming with the PlayStation 2. Their graphics were, were vastly improved from its pros, uh, predecessor, and it doubled as a DVD player. With a launch price of $299, it came out to be cheaper than a lot of regular DVD players at the time, which partially helped it cement its place in living rooms across the world. It was deemed a household pleasure. That's only part of what made the PS2 so iconic. With its backward, uh, backwards compatibility, which was amazing, and I don't know why they didn't continue with that, but we'll see that in the PS5. It was essentially two consoles in one. This feature made it a household pleasure as younger siblings could play the older games and the older siblings could move on to newer games. The console had an extensive gaming catalog that included Shadows of Colossus, Metal Gear Solid, Kingdom Hearts, EA, SSX Tricky, and more. With over 1.155 million sales, it's safe to say the PlayStation 2 cemented itself in the video game history as one of the greatest consoles to ever exist. It did so. It did wonders for Sony also. So with that, guys, Sony has come a long way. I mean, we're, we're getting ready to see the PS5. I mean, holy crap. And I remember the PlayStation 2. The PlayStation 2, when I had enough money and I was able to, I remember... We were in the mall one one time, me and my mom, and I saw it, and they had some deal going on, and it was for Soul Calibur. I think it was ooh, Soul Calibur Two, if I'm not wrong. It, it was it was insane, and I took it home. I was so excited that I didn't even get a memory card. Um, so when I was playing, and it asked for saves, and I look around, I'm like I don't have a memory card. Um, I didn't, I didn't turn the game, the, the PlayStation off. I, I pushed pause. We ran to the next, uh, or the closest, uh, GameStop, um, which on my side, um, of the, the United States there, the closest thing to us was actually a game repair, which is an old school gaming place that, uh, restored older systems, but they had PS2 memory cards. So we went in there and we picked one up and I went home and I was able to save my games. Um, and I played for hours. I mean, I used to get in trouble all the time, um, for not doing my homework and, and not getting my chores done or anything. Uh, my mom would come in my room. What are you doing? I'm playing PlayStation. No, is your stuff done? Nope. It is not. Okay. Time to pause the game. Or she would just turn it off on me in the middle of the game and I would lose that data. But regardless, so I may, you know, I have a little list uh, for you guys 
uh, my 20 favorite games. Um, and a little bit of a little paragraph um, that I'll read to you guys. Little, It's kind of um, describing the games um, if you guys never played them and everything. All right. So, number 20, Gun. Came out in 2005. Uh, before Red Dead Redemption, there was Gun. A third-person shooter that let you explore the American West. Gun featured a host of Red Dead's immersive features. From bounty hunter missions to poker minigames, an engaging, if problematic, western storyline in uh, is punctuated with some truly shudder-inducing uh, gore. And bolstered by a voice cast that includes uh, Ron Perlman, Chris Christensen, and Brad Dorif. Uh, Gun was fun. Uh, I remember that. That's probably one of the introductions I ever got into uh, Red Dead. Um, I remember that one to the T. Actually, <laughs> it was just a cheesy old Western shooter. Um, number nineteen is Star Wars Battlefront Two. Came out two thousand five. A contender for the best Star Wars game. Full stop. This battle uh, game built on the success of Star Wars Battlefront to create a third-person shooter. Worthy of George Lucas' beloved universe. Splitting the action over two time periods, the Clone Wars and the Galactic Civil War, the game featured um, a, device, a device range of playable soldiers, heroes, and villains from the iconic sci-fi saga Star Wars Battlefront II also featured extensive local multiplayer options and something that is missing from EA's recent franchise reboots. So with... Um, I remember uh, with the multiplayer features, I think it was um, SOCOM 2, um, where I bought a a headset, I think. It was a bundle. It was I believe it was SOCOM 2's bundle. It had a little, uh, little headset that you would plug in, and it wasn't multiplayer, um, but it gave you the feel of you could talk into the headset and your um your the computer would listen to those certain commands and they would follow you, follow those commands so it gave you that feel of playing online during that early stage and i think that's why i fell in love with socom was the fact that um it felt so real that i was in charge of a squad and i could be like um, blue team go this way or whoever it was um, do this objective or uh, whatever it was hold um, push forward you know and they they would acknowledge it like they would be like talking to you as you were talking to them and that, and I thought that was so cool and I think that's one of the main reasons why I fell in love with um, SOCOM and the PlayStation 2 and the multiplayer aspect of it because I didn't know anything about multiplayer or online video gaming at that time because I, I grew up as a console player. So I never never played PC growing up. I just recently, I think two years now, I've played PC and, and um, always was consoles. Always grew up as a console player. Um, so... Continuing, number 18, Guitar Hero 2 came out in 2006. Uh, the Guitar Hero franchise may lean pretty heavily into a gimmick, the specialized guitar-shaped controller that players must strap on to get the most out of the rhythm-based button-tapping gameplay. But that didn't make a jaunt 
uh, difference once the music started playing. With a soundtrack packed with the rock classics like Sweet Child of Mine uh, by Guns N' Roses and Freebird by Leonard Skinner, Guitar Hero 2 was a joy to play and a staple of many gaming households. So, the reason why I have Guitar Hero 2 at uh, number 18 was probably because um, that was the one game that I played with uh, my friends um, that actually was decent when it came to Guitar Hero because all the other Guitar Heroes after 2 and growing up were just garbage. Um, I didn't care for them. Uh, and it, it just the soundtracks were just goofy in my opinion. I mean, they, it just, it didn't feel like a Guitar Hero game. It just felt like, uh, what is that, DDR on a Guitar Hero after after a few years. So that's why that Guitar Hero 2 is um, number 18, but in my opinion, you know, it was it was a good party game, if you, if I could say that. Um, so let's go on from there. Number 17, Devil May Cry 3, Dante's Awakening, came out in 2005. Capcom's uh, acclaimed hack and slash prequel bounced back from Meteo Rockacy. I can't pronounce that, sorry. (laughs) Of Devil May Cry 2 with Dark uh, Gusto. Rapid fire combos were the name of the game. The game's brutal difficulty curve may have put off casual gamers, but Dante's Awakening was catnip for those hardcore enough to beat it. So. Yeah, uh, Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry three, um, it was good. Uh, it to me, it, it, I think the reason why I wrote I wrote this down or put this down as number seventeen was the fact that uh, it was challenging. Um, it was probably one of the hardest games I played uh, back in the PlayStation two days. I think I raged so many times during that game just off of, you know, simple bosses and stuff. And it, it pissed me off a lot. Uh, <laughs> but the Devil May Cry series, it's always going to be a fan favorite. It's always going to be one of my favorite series to play. But I I mean, for me, one and two are the best ones, in my opinion. Um, so number 16, The Simpsons Hit and Run uh, came out in 2003. Uh of all the Grand Theft Auto emanators that sprung up in the wake of Rockstar's success, few have ever been a, as fun as The Simpsons hit and run. The game's script was worked on by some of the uh, series writers, and it shows. Almost unanimously considered the best Simpsons game uh, adaption hit and run is dense with jokes and references to the show, and vehicular gameplay feels fast and uh, varied. So... With the Simpsons hit and run game, that's <laughs> I couldn't play Grand Theft Auto growing up. wasn't allowed to, so that was as close as I got to Grand Theft Auto. Bottom line, uh, number fifteen, Ratchet and Clank came out in two thousand and two. Uh, Insomniac Games' zany and cartoonish platformer uh, series focus on the adventures of Ratchet and um, cat-like animal and Clank. Uh, his Diminutive Robot Companion. Ratchet and Clank was colorful, lighthearted, and accessible. The rare kids game uh, that was good enough for adults to enjoy as well. Ratchet and Clank was fun. Like, again, uh, I played that with, uh, I think, my brother. Um, Don't really remember it, but I do remember the title and how much I loved it uh, as a kid. Uh, 
something definitely something I would probably check into again if they ever made another Ratchet and Clank game that would look fun. <laughs> Uh, number 14 is Ico 2001. Uh, this pensive fairy tale games tells the story of Ico, a boy locked away in an abandoned castle whose best friend Yorda, the imperial daughter of the castle queen. As Ico, players explore the castle and navigate uh, intricate puzzles while uh, planning their ultimate escape. So with this one, the reason... So I remember because this was... Um, it was a predecessor to Shadow of Colossus. It was a very strong um, uh, puzzle game. It was hard, um, but it was fun at the same time. So um, I think that's one of the main reasons why I loved it, which is because I loved uh, puzzle games. Um, number 13 is going to be Gran Turismo 4. came out in 2004. Um, it was considered by... Uh, some to be the finest racing game of all time this slick immersive driving simulator really showed off what the ps2 could achieve a diverse variety of cars and courses helped make this game a racing fans so with uh gran turismo um this was another game that i used to play with my friends all the time i loved it um it was fun but for me it was definitely a um game that I can only play with our friends because I don't I to this day I don't play race games and this game was definitely one that I would I would have gotten bored with really fast uh number 12 is virtual fighter 4 2002 the PlayStation 2 had no shortage of quality fighting games, including excellent uh, Soul Calibur 2, but none could quite best the charms of Virtual Fighter, and its even slicker successor, Virtual Fighter 4 Evolution. It was a rare, uh, naughty success story for Sega. A robust technical, technically uh, fighting game that seasoned hands and newbies could enjoy so virtual fighter the reason why i liked i love virtual fighter back in the day was it was um an arcadey feel um it gave me the feels of going to the movies and before you hit the movies there was that arcade inside the casino or wherever you were out here um and you would go to the arcade and play Virtual Fighter or Time Crisis or whatever uh, games they had. And a lot of times they would have Virtual Fighter. So that's, that's why I liked it. That's why I marked it down to number 12 because it was just good memories, good times with playing um, in the arcades and everything. Uh, number 11 is going to be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4, 2002. Um, is there any game that sums up the... Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 no <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4 was just insane uh, it, it was just one of those um, games that if you had buddies again a lot of these they're going to be if you had friends over and stuff but it was just a game that your friends did tricks you did tricks with them and that was it um oh, I'm going to do a nollie flip or a 360 flip or whatever, and you got to try to bet beat it. You know, uh, I remember playing, spending a lot of hours uh, playing horse with my buddies, or skate, not horse, skate. Um, so 
doing tricks and who would get the first letter or who would lose, you know, like that was fun. The nostalgia behind that's pretty cool. Uh, number 10, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, 2003. Exhuming the Prince of Persia franchise from its sandy tomb, this seeming 3D puzzle platformer rewrote the rules of melee combat with an innovative mechanic that let players control the passage of time with a magical dagger. The Sands of Time seamlessly joined different genre elements to create a thrilling, cohesive whole. Just don't talk about the Jake Gyllenhaal starring film adaptation. Yeah, which was trash. Uh, so the Prince of Persians of Sands of Time, if I remember correctly, isn't that the one with um, you split? It was two of them. I think that's the right one that uh, I was I was thinking about. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's it on Prince of Persia. Uh, number nine, Okami, two thousand and six, with a bold, eye-catching, uh, cel-shaded art style. The, this Legend of Zelda influenced adventure game was an immediate hit with the critics and players alike. Drawing heavily from Japanese uh, folklore, Okami tells the story of the Shinto sun goddess who takes the form of a wolf in order to save the world from darkness. Initially overlooked by audiences, the game's reputation has only strengthened with time. So this game, number nine, um, Okami, the reason why I put this one down was because I remember watching my older brother play this and... It was good quality time that I spent with my older brother. Um, it, actually, these uh, I, I believe it's the next, e yeah, the next two. So this one and the next one are the two that I watched my older brother play because I didn't play these, my brother did, and I just I enjoyed spending time with him and watching him play these two games. Um, number eight is going to be Final Fantasy X. Came out in two thousand and ten. The 10th entry in the hugely popular Japanese fantasy series introduced some major changes from 2000's uh, Final Fantasy, including voice acting and fully three-dimensional background. So with Final Fantasy X, um, this was one of the games I also enjoyed playing or watching my older brother play. Uh, not me. Um, I'm not a big Final Fantasy fan. Um, so that was another game I used to love watching him play. He just he, he, he made it look easy. Um, number seven is going to be Beyond Good and Evil 2003 if Ubisoft qu uh, quirky sci-fi action adventure Beyond Good and Evil you played as Jade an investigative reporter and trained martial artist who uncovers an alien conspiracy masterminded by Raymond's Michael An uh, Anchel uh, the suit the sweet, uh, generous game provided an unlikely hit with audiences. A halty, anticipated sequel, Beyond Good and Evil 2, was announced in 2017. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil, uh, that was just a, another little sci-fi game that I enjoyed. I, I, I played a lot of sci-fi games growing up. Um, I played uh, the Resident Evil games, um, uh, Silent Hill... Um, you know the pair shoot I, if y'all remember parasite eve on playstation one then that's you're you're a real sci-fi horror fan when it came to playing some scary games because that game was just weird <laughs> um number six god of war 2 2007 not really much to discuss about god of war if you don't know god of war then you should probably go pick up god of war right now for the playstation 4 and play it God of War 2 was my favorite. Um, 
it, it just yeah i mean actually all the god of wars were my favorite um you know you had hercules uh fighting with her you know fighting hercules fighting hades and all them uh it's just god of wars just god of war man you just if you if you don't like god of war then i don't know what you're playing <laughs> uh number five is going to be metal gear solid 3 snake eater um came out in 2004 Hiyaro Kojima's innovative stealth series Metal Gear Solid has pretty much gone from strength to strength down the years, but 1960s set prequel uh, Snake Eater stand out reasons for one, its rainforest environment, which allowed a whole uh, gamut of guerrilla stealth attacks for another. So Metal Gear Solid 3, my favorite by far is going to be Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots just because of the multiplayer aspect of it. Uh, the PvP fights and stuff were freaking awesome. Getting into lobbies and doing CQC battles on the PlayStation 3 were amazing. But uh, with um, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, it actually was the first one that um, I played that uh, introduced um, the fact that you had to eat. Um, your stamina and uh, being hungry and then your injuries, paying attention to your injuries and healing eating rotten food would make you sick um the one thing i used to love doing is going into the menu screen and doing a uh, just holding the joystick down and spinning uh snake as fast as i can and just having him throw up was just comical and then um also uh certain enemies like there's uh i think the old man that would the uh, chameleon i think that's what his name was if you you fought him and you laid down and left your controller just sit there and for days and days and days the old man actually would die from being sleepy from falling asleep uh it, i remember that it was just great that was one of the you know the cheeses that you got to do is kill the old man by just not moving at all staying absolutely still and he would get bored and fall asleep and eventually die <laughs> um number four silent hill 2 came out in 2001 remembered as one of the scariest video games of all time silent hill 2 was a survival horror like no other it drew inspiration from cinema bringing class and intelligence to an often undeserved genre by uh, prioritizing naughty psychological horror or empty jump scares the result was electrifying and the game is still haunting and delight to this day <sighs> silent hill yeah so if y'all remember PT, how depressing it was when they canceled that. Um, it, 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 Silent Hill, to this day, will always be probably the scariest game I've ever played. Um, just nothing is more scarier than walking around in fog not being able to see an inch in front of you and all of a sudden pyramid head comes out of nowhere and just goes after you or just hearing the creatures um you know walking around terrifying um and one day i hope they uh they do another silent hill i really do we need a new one guys we definitely need a new silent hill Number three, Resident Evil 4, 2005. 
Leon Kennedy is a government agent out to rescue the president's daughter in this beloved zombie sequel. So Resident Evil 4, not my favorite, um, but it was my favorite for the PlayStation 2. Um, if I'm going to pick a favorite Resident Evil series, it's going to be number three. To me, that's the greatest Resident Evil of all time just because of Nemesis. But Resident Evil 4, that's what sealed its fate. Um, with the change of the Uruburos project, I mean, you, you, the, the, the new zombies, you know, the new era that it started from four, five, six, um, it, it just, you know, uh, went from there and, and it's just getting better and better. Seven, Resident Evil seven was an entirely different Resident Evil in itself, you know, and now we're on the, you know the remake of Resident Evil 3 so who knows we might get a remake of Resident Evil 4 which would be dope because Resident Evil 4 was actually really fun um you know fighting all you know zombies that fight back um I like the classic method where you had to be scared that you're gonna get grabbed by the zombies but um Yeah, it's just the classic Resident Evil feeling for me. Um, number two is going to be Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. I mean, GTA, guys. GTA. Who doesn't like GTA? San Andreas was just fun. Um, you know, pretty much. <laughs> Outside of five, Grand Theft Auto five, obviously. You know, if you're into RP, that's what I'm into. I like to play RP, so if... Frank, if Grand Theft Auto 5 was an option. I would have put it actually as number two. Um, but the number one for today, guys, is going to be Shadow of the Colossus. came out in 2005. There's a Solomon beauty to Shadow of the Colossus. The seeming... Uh, the action game in which uh, players must defeat a series of magic giants, fig uh, figuring out how to slay each... Um, beast poses the player uh in a fiendish challenge um so it was just i don't know shadow shadows of colossus was just it was hard beautiful it was just like a, a walking art piece <laughs> um if you ever played it and if you ever got into it it's just those are for me were the games that i played growing up um on playstation 2 i mean i don't know about you guys a lot of you guys probably are like oh wait we're so calm and oh you know yeah there there were those but i can only play those when my older brother was around or i had an adult around during that time because i was too young for that stuff um so certain games i can only play at certain times or they were my brothers and i couldn't touch them <laughs> so uh with that being said um that's gonna do it for this episode today guys uh i just want to say again happy birthday to playstation 2 it's 20 been 20 years and i'm getting old because i'm 31 so that game came out when i was 11 years or that console came out when i was 11 years old holy smokes it's been a blast and the memories will forever live on and i can't wait for the playstation 5 and many more memories of the video games that come out and i and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and i hope you guys uh share it i hope you guys stay tuned and keep coming back to the podcast 
all I do this for you guys. I do this for the fans. I do this for everybody. Um, also, don't forget to level up today, guys. Hope to see you guys on the next episode. You guys all have a blessed day.